0: to the Maynard Files. This is your host, Josh, the individual who normally will interview other individuals who are more individual than myself. But today we're doing things a little bit different. Today, Sunday, March 7th, 2021. We are going to be uh, diving into a different format here. I do have some good guests in the pipeline in the future here. And uh, just kind of wanted to say to everybody, thank you so much for your support. Uh, It's been a hectic few weeks. Uh, I think it's actually been maybe a month since my last podcast. And that's basically my fault for not, you know, making the time to sit down and chit-chat. So today, I'll just be rambling streams of consciousness for all of you. A few things have recently happened in my life, a new career, uh, huge loss, Um, life is just weird, you know, and everybody, everybody's fighting their own battle, I get that, and we all go through our own special type of, I don't know, coping mechanisms for, for certain things that stress us out, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'll be perfectly candid in this situation where I have horrible coping mechanisms when it comes to anything that is upsetting or mildly stressful, which I have been working on throughout the last couple of years. So that's that's been something of a personal journey that I've been working to, uh, to get through. Never really thought about it until you, you hit a certain age and you're like, wow, I really should have better skills for handling these little everyday occurrences but if you're born of frustration i guess that's what happens um needless to say very excited about my new career i have uh, recently entered into the world of mortgage loans which is uh, an exciting change of pace for me um so it's like a big boy job basically however i have not given up my love of the uh, Entertainment. I just have to give up the time at the moment, um, because a lot of time needs to be put into what I'm currently doing. So it kind of, uh, works its way out. Um, but yeah, I plan on definitely pursuing a few of my entertainment dreams because I do have a couple of films that I've written, uh, One of them is definitely a short film. Uh, One of them is currently being written as we speak, but not really as we speak because I'm driving and that is like multitasking. That is a whole nother level of multitasking that I cannot do, but I'll be damned if I'm not going to try it at some point. Yeah, totally. 100%. but yeah, I'm very excited. So one of the endeavors that I'm working on, uh, short film, I can't give out too many details. It's very close to my heart. Um, I have spoken to a handful of professionals in the industry who are on board as soon as we get, uh, get the all clear from this COVID nonsense. And as soon as I can make sure that we have a safe environment to work in, um, it's gonna be pretty intense, but it's gonna pay off for the two minutes and 45 seconds that it's going to be in the end product, or at least that's what I'm shooting for. Uh, Another project that I have been writing is a project that is going to definitely be a feature. Um, I was having some... uh, I was going between, do I want to make this episodic? Do I want to make this a feature and see what we can do from there? Personally, I want to do it as a feature. Uh, Episodic is great and all, but... I'm feeling this one is definitely going to be featuresque. Uh, It is going to be an endeavor, let me tell you. So another reason I'm in this new career is because I am going to heavy duty need the finances to cover all of the shit that is going to go into this film. Um, So I'm very excited about that. Yow. You know, you never really, not to sound crazy, but actually at the same time to just sound like me, I guess. You never realize how many times you actually say um when, unless, uh, like, when you're talking in everyday conversations, until you're doing a podcast and you're just talking to no one, and you realize uh, that you're uh, doing uh, that a lot. So it's weird. I'm gonna try to catch myself and fix that because that's annoying even me at the point of no return. So, you know how it works. So that yeah. There's a lot of things uh, in the works, and like I said, I do have some really cool guests coming up. Um, there there's one right there, son of a gun, man! I came freaking. Okay, so I have a few guests coming up. It's going to be great. I have uh, an artist. And there was another one. I have multiple artists actually that I'll be interviewing, interviewing from all walks of art, whether it be the uh, the physical, the metaphysical the performing so I think what we're going to do for the year of 2021 is really focus on the arts apparently if I get my way which I think I will get my way since it's my podcast and I do what I want pretty much right yeah okay and right now I'm cruising on the 101 south heading out to uh good old Chandler funny story I used to live out in Chandler and then I lived in Gilbert and both instances I dealt with hauntings. That is something else that I'm going to start getting more into is we're gonna start talking about things like the supernatural, uh, UFOs, monsters, cryptozoology, uh, strange occurrences, you know, just things like that because that's all stuff that fascinates me. And um, recently I, very recently, last Tuesday, it would have been now, um, I lost someone very dear to me, and it is very difficult for me to feel what I want to feel. No doubt I cried a lot the day that it happened, and now I'm kind of in this weird zone where it feels like it didn't happen, almost like a disassociative state of mind where I I know it's real but it doesn't feel real. And that kind of troubles me. So I might be upping my therapy visits now. Yay, and stuff. But uh, the reason that I said the supernatural, and I think all of us kind of go through our own methods and own our own uh, ways of grieving and how we handle pain and how we handle loss uh, when it comes to loved ones. And people that are close to us, uh, the the unbearable end of it all is—I I don't know. I've had three three times in my life now where my heart has broken to the point where I, it almost feels like there's a part of me dying off each time. So that was a that was a big one that just happened. And I don't know if anybody else can relate to that feeling, it's, it's not great, um, it kind of makes me feel like, like I'm becoming less interested in, in just about everything, so maybe this was the gateway into depression, I don't know, I don't feel depressed, so I don't want anybody worrying about that, I've, I've been down that path before, but now I feel more in tune with everything, I do understand the, the ebb and the flow of life and how it works and I'm just trying to get through this uh, big wiggly world that we live in uh, one day at a time. So I, I lost my, my great uncle who was, I was very close to. I would talk to him at least once a week, uh, once every other week. Sometimes it would be like three weeks in between, but we would always catch up right where we left off. Uh, I grew up around him for the most part in my teen years, so the most influential years of my life, I spent hanging out with my uncle when I should have been hanging out with people that were my own age, but I never really felt that I should be hanging out with people my own age, which sounds weird in retrospect, but it it made sense at the time. So I mean, let's face it, this guy would take me out to the grape vineyards in California at night and teach me how to drive a freaking humongous vehicle that I had no business being behind the wheel of when I was like 12 years old and uh, tell me scary stories out in the middle of this field and threatened to leave me out there and he had this fun prank that he used to pull where we would be out there and he would act like the car was running out of gas because the fuel gauge didn't work so the indicator wouldn't show you it always looked like it was on like in like on empty And he knew how much gas was in the car because he gassed it up before we left, but it was enough to freak me out. I mean, he even went as far as to do the whole pedal pushing thing and make it look like he was pushing the pedal down and we weren't getting anywhere. And I start sweating bullets, my little chubby ass sitting in the passenger side, starting to freak out and almost getting ready to cry because here we are in the middle of a grape vineyard at 11 o'clock at night in California. No lights, no street lights, dirt roads, yeah, and uh, he he got a kick out of that. He pulled that on me one time, and then always laughed about it afterwards. And he was a great great person, honestly. I didn't mean for this to turn into like a like a eulogy of my uncle, but it's becoming that, I suppose. Um, yeah. So growing up in California, in the in the in in my teenage years, hanging out with him, uh, we would just get up to craziness you know and I've tried to like kind of perpetuate the legacy if you will with some of the things that he and I would do which I which I thought were fun and it was just wait it was just time wasters you know what I mean but it 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 opened up my eyes to as long as you're doing something that you enjoy or you're having fun and you're not hurting anybody then do what you want there's no set standard for life there's no set standard for what's gonna make you happy. There's no set job that you have to have. Just be happy in whatever you do. There, there comes a point when you just have to look at everything and, and realize, wow, that I'm not happy, I'm miserable. Well, don't be miserable. Get out of that and go do your own thing. The stuff that he and I would do was so trivially stupid But it was fun to me, and I enjoyed it. And I, like I said, I have kept that legacy alive. I take my friends. So my uncle and I, back up here. So my uncle and I used to do this thing where what we would call alley dwelling. And it sounds a lot more provocative than it actually was. And plus, I mean, you know, I was underage and it wouldn't have probably worked out the way some of you filthy-minded assholes would be thinking it would. But here's how it would work. So we would get in his Jeep, and we would cruise through the streets and find alleyways, and where we lived, there were a lot of alleys, and some of them stretched on for like miles. It was insane, a whole like a whole like infrastructure of, of alleyways. So we would go in these alleys, dead of night, just driving through alleys, and for some reason, it was like there's that there's a weird like feeling. It was like a an anticipatory like something's gonna fucking happen, right? And nothing ever really did. But, then you know something actually did happen where somebody came up with a flashlight, and I think they had a gun in their pants or something, and it was crazy. And you know he was he was like, oh shit, here we go. And I'm like, oh yeah, here we definitely go. Uh, but it was fun, you know. And so I do that with my friends. I would take them out and we would go alley dwelling because I'm like, this is like, and and it, the funny thing is, is everybody enjoyed it because there is there's like a it's like almost like a, a taking a ride in one of those old carnival haunted houses. So it was a fun little um little journey and you're 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 like going around twists and turns and corners and blind corners and you're like oh what's going to be around this oh my god this is so scary and then just to screw with people turn off your headlights you know it was we we would do stuff like that it was great um and that was one of the those were some of the fun things that we would do And, and we would just go eat junk food which I know doesn't sound appealing to a lot of people and looking back, it it wasn't really appealing. It was garbagey, but he introduced me to one of the best pastrami sandwiches I've ever fucking had in my life. I, and that was another thing. My uncle was a foodie. Holy cow. Like this guy was like, this guy should have had his own restaurant. He could cook amazingly. I mean, he could just make crap out of, not crap, that's disgusting, but he could just make anything that you wanted out of household ingredients like anything that was just above like expir- expir- expiring so it, it's just crazy um, we would we would go eat real good food where we lived in California which I guess I should say it because it's eventually gonna come out but I lived in Bakersfield California for a good eight years of my life yeah I know okay shut up I get it alright wasn't my choice All right, I was underage, couldn't live anywhere else. I moved back to Arizona, where I'm originally from. Okay, so here we go. Anyhow, so I lived in Bakersfield for a good chunk of my, through all my teenage years until I graduated high school. So obviously, it's Bakersfield, it's an oil town. It was basically, somebody was like, oh, this looks like a really good truck stop. I wonder what happens if we put real estate around it. And then it happened, and then Bakersfield became a place. And it's still growing, which is really freaking weird because it's not my favorite jam, but I do have a lot of people that I still care about that live there, and I'm just happy as long as they're happy. So a lot of friendships were made, a lot of crazy shit happened when I lived there. I mean, those were my teenage years, so those were all like the the definitive what made Josh who he is, but at the same time, I've changed a lot since then too. I'm not the same person I even was yesterday, so that's the weird thing about life, is that you always have room to change, to either improve or, you know, become worse, depending on what path you want to take. Choose your own adventure, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, so my uncle would introduce me to some great things. And I can still, this pastrami sandwich, I after mentioning it, I can still remember just how amazingly greasy and chewy and delicious that meat was on that sandwich. Andre's Drive-In in Bakersfield, California, and it was like a drive-in that had probably been there since the 60s. At least the 70s. And it was unbelievable. Like I... Oh my god. I don't know what's happening right I'm getting like a tummy boner just thinking about it. So that's weird. And I really wish I hadn't said that. But I did. And you're welcome. So anyhow. There's that. Um, but we would also go to like... There were su- surprisingly really good Chinese food restaurants there too. Uh, Bill Lee's Bamboo Chopsticks was one that stuck out in my mind. But my uncle was like a... He was one of those people that would introduce me to places that I would never go by myself. Uh, but he would. He was, like, he was fearless when it came to that. Because he was such a good person and he could get along with anybody. He would walk into the middle of a freaking biker bar. And not even bat an eye. Like, oh, I don't belong here? Oh, that's cool. I'm going to get something to eat if that's cool with you guys. And then start shooting the shit like you'd known the guys forever. So I feel like a lot of that kind of trickled down the genetic streamline to me... Because I oftentimes am accused of such such uh, abilities and uh, you know superpowers as far as like being able to meet people and just start conversations right away. Uh, he was just a super likable guy. So he would take me to places. Uh, Chinese buffets were one of his favorite. And I remember anytime I would go to visit California after moving back here, I would always treat him to a Chinese buffet, unless he was picking up the tab. Which he'd surprise me with, but um, yeah, we would go do that, and it was pre- it was pretty groovy. Uh, we would have we would have great times. We would stay up, watch movies. Uh, we would tell scary stories. We had freaky crap happen to us sometimes, uh, just hair-raising weird stuff. One night we were watching. Re- I'll remember these things vividly until the day I die. But one night we were watching my favorite horror movie, which is An American Werewolf in London, and We were at my grandparents' house because my grandparents had left. So, of course, we're, you know, drinking uh, water. No alcohol. Nana, if you're listening, there was none. There was alcohol. Anyway, so we were watching An American Werewolf in London. And the scene right after he transforms, we're sitting there in the living room. And all of a sudden, we heard somebody we don't even, we obviously, we don't know who, but somebody was trying to get in through the garage door, the door leading from the garage into the house. The doorknob started rattling and you could actually hear some force being put on the door. We're both just sitting there like, and I'm like, do you hear that? And he's all like, yeah. And we were like, what the shit? So he gets up, he's fearless. And mind you, he was like six foot one or six foot two, just a big burly dude that probably could take a grizzly bear you know, out to dinner, maybe even in a fight, I don't know, but we, uh, he goes up, we, and then opens the door, and sure enough, our garage door was open, so I'm like, what the hell, but it was pitch black in the garage, the door was open, and yeah, it was real sketch, but it was, it was something that, and then like, from that moment forward, we were just like, okay, well, we closed the garage, and then we sat there, and I'm, you know, still, I get goosebumps when I tell that story, because I'm like, ah, that was freaky, Um, Another time... Oh, this is a good story. I'm going to share some stories with with all of you. Actually, actually, this is going to be great. Because this is like my way to pay tribute to my uncle uh, without becoming a bawling wreck. I'll save it for after the recording. Um, Another story of something that had happened when I was staying with him at my great-grandmother's house. Uh, They were all out of town. And... It was a day that was raining so hard in Bakersfield. It was like one of the worst rains they had ever had there. I mean, the streets were flooding. It was bad. It was just coming down harder than, you know, than all get out. And, um, well, I was staying because my grandparents were gone. I lived with them at the time. I was only like 14, 15. And uh, they were gone, so I decided to go stay with him because I knew that that meant we could watch... Cinemax And Cinemax had sometimes nudity. And I was 15 and didn't know what hormones were. And I was going through changes. So leave me alone. But we would also stay up and just watch really crazy movies. And go to the video store and rent VHS tapes. Oh god, all these memories flooding through. And I get to share them all with every one of you. And I think this is so great. I really hope that some of you don't mind this being so rattly and weird. Because it's the first time I've talked to myself or to anyone in a podcast that I wasn't interviewing. So it's just kind of me just rambling. Um, So we were staying there at my great-grandmother's house, which was a real nice... uh, They called them Golden Medallion Homes back in the day. It had the intercom system built in. huge house, like, and it was built in, like, an L-shape almost. Um, Very Brady Bunch-esque as far as, like, the decor, which I I actually liked because it was that weird, like, uh, mixture of, like, mid-century modern with a touch of, like you know, is that, is that marijuana, you know, so it was, it was good, and, and shag carpet kind of a thing, in at least one of the rooms, um, we would, we would stay there, watch movies, hang out, the place was great, this one day in particular, though, I was over there, I couldn't go anywhere, uh, because I didn't have a car at the point, at that point, I was too young to drive, so, Um, you know, I'm just, I'm chilling out with him and my cousin and we're, we're hanging out. It's raining real hard. Um, we are in like one of the front rooms of the house and my uncle just decided, you know, he's going to look outside to see how hard it's raining. And when he does, there was this guy with no raincoat, no jacket, even just this weird looking dude standing on the other side of the street, just staring right at the house. And this was freaky, and I'm going to get goosebumps even telling this story because I'm already getting them, and I knew it. And he had told me the story years later and asked me if I'd remembered it, and I was like, oh, my God, vaguely, but, yeah, I do remember it. So he looks out the window. This guy is standing, staring, just straight up staring at the house um, that we're all staying in. So very horror-esque as far as, like, what that was like. Very, like, creepy thriller, Ray Liotta, get-out-of-my-life kind of movie moment. But uh, it was like... He had me come over to the window and I looked out there and I'm like sure enough this guy's just staying there No, umbrella nothing just letting the rain come down staring real pissed off look on his face and He turns around and says something to me pulls the curtain back He says something to me. He's like, you know, just calm down or whatever because I started freaking out because I'm like what the hell is this like why is this guy staring so creepily at the house? And then he opens the window back up and the guy is gone like just he must he walked away nobody knows I don't know well Come to find out the plot thickens on this entire story, and the reason that my grandparents and my great grandparents were gone was because they went to, I believe it was Colorado, I want to say, to basically evict my great grandfather's niece out of a house that he owned out there in Colorado. Uh, because they basically had just been, uh, they basically had been screwing over my great-grandfather, who was quite wealthy. So they were screwing him out of money, saying they were having a bunch of work done to the house. They weren't. They found out about it. They left. Well, what's really weird is that my uncle decides to tell, they call later on that night. And my uncle, for whatever reason, decides to make mention of this guy that was staring there at the house, that was staring at the house, and my other uncle who was with my grandparents and my great-grandparents confirmed and said, uh, that sounds an awful like, like the guy that lives here, but we can't find him. Like he's not here, uh, his niece is here, but he's not here. And as creepy as it sounds, so my uncle put two and two together and just assumed that that was the guy from the house who was pissed off that he was getting evicted. So he was coming to the house to do something and didn't expect somebody to be there. So as soon as he saw somebody look out the window, he just disappeared. Come to find out even worse than that, are we all ready for this little shocker? Cause this is like an M. Night shmama nama moment. But I guess two days after we had seen him or three days after we had seen him, that guy was picked up and arrested in California for a murder that was committed in Colorado. And apparently this house that they were going to evict them out of, they found a dead body that had been stored underneath the staircase. So, there you have that creepy little bit of shit that happened with my uncle and I, and that story, oh my god, I just got the goosebumps so bad, like physically shivered. Um and that was something that happened. So that that was creepy. And then I didn't even find... But here's the, here's the weird part, okay? So I didn't even find out, nor did my uncle even find out that this guy was wanted for murder and got arrested for murder until about five years ago is when we both discovered it. Because my grandmother, bless her, uh, is really good at digging up information. She's like a friggin' Nancy Drew, only like, you know, I don't know, more... Uh, more awesomer, that's not a word and I know it, I know, I just did that to drive some of you grammar Nazis crazy, but, um, yeah, so, so that happened, so that was a thing, so, and, the, but we had stuff like that happen all the time, we, we, um, we would just get into some crazy antics, uh, you know, my uncle was a was a firm... Like, he didn't really believe in anything supernatural or weird or anything like that. You know, I, I always was the one that was always the first thing I go to. You know, it's like lights start flickering. You hear noises. It's like, oh, that could be, you know, that could be the wind. That could be electrical issues. But nope, freaking ghosts. Immediately go my go-to. Ghosts, spirits from the other world. Um and yeah so so he would always give me crap for that you know i would always be saying something like that but he had some pretty weird stories and he told me some really good stories i won't repeat any of them um one of the nice things uh that i made mention when i when i wrote everything out on facebook just to kind of get it out of my system was that my uncle had so many great stories and such an infectious laugh and and every time I talked to him, it just brought me an immense joy. It was like, um, it was basically like taking a trip in time. Uh, he would talk about things the way they used to be, places that I had been to that were totally different when he used to go. Uh, he would tell me stories about my dad because he used to hang out with him a lot. He would tell me stories about my grandfather, my grandmother, the way things used to be. And uh, I'll always appreciate those moments that I had. And I'll always cherish all those moments that I had with him to talk and uh as a added security measure, I decided to unbeknownst to him physically record our phone conversations on audio cassette. So the cat is out of the bag. I think he knew at one point because somebody in my family has a big mouth and I won't name names, Jamie. But he He had so many great stories that we would have to talk about it and just and just go through go through the motions. I would, I would talk to him about everything. We would talk about all of it. He had phenomenal anecdotes, jokes, uh, things that had happened. And I recorded, uh, a, there's probably about 50 audio cassettes filled with our conversations, hours upon hours of conversations with him. Uh, so that is something that I am very happy to, to know that I have, because anytime I'm feeling down, I can just pop in a cassette in my in my car because yes, I am that guy. I still have a cassette player in my car. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. It's who I am, and I love who I am. But uh, I can just I can just turn on turn that on and, and listen to it. And one of the things that really got me, and I'm going to share this with you guys. I haven't shared it with anybody yet. Um, and I'm not sure if it was just a moment of craziness or if it was just impeccable timing. Uh, or if it was just the way things were. But the day that um, the news came that he had passed, it, it took me, it blindsided me. Because um, we weren't really, nobody really thought it was as bad as it was. Um, so when that happened, it was not uh, something that we we foresaw ending this way. Like, we definitely thought everything was working out okay and everything was going to be fine. Um so that was not what happened, and, um, when I got the news, I sat in my car for about 30 or 45 minutes just crying, and, uh, out of one of those moments, I don't know what it was exactly, um, just a moment of uh, I I just in disbelief or I just I just needed to do it to go through the motions but I called his phone and um, and I don't even know how to describe this but something answered the phone and I know there's a lot of speculation about things and people are very like, you know, whatever. I don't give a shit what you believe, what you don't believe. I'm just telling you what happened. And it's open to interpretation. You put your faith where you want. I, I don't put my faith in anything other than just the, the fact that anything's possible. Um, Cause I've seen weird things in my life. I've had things happen to me that are un, unexplainable. This was one of those moments. Um, something answered the phone wasn't his answering machine. It was just very strange, staticky noises. And I sat there and just started crying harder because it felt like he was trying to answer it or he was trying to communicate. Like I said, this could just be completely coincidental that that happened. Because then I hung up the phone and called again and then his answering machine picked up. So, so I don't know. I really just don't know. Uh, I didn't get a feeling of terror. It startled me because I wasn't expecting anybody to pick up, but it definitely picked up because uh, he had a physical phone. He only used a cell phone for other things, He didn't, he, he but he still had a, a landline. But I physically heard a phone pick up. And uh, then static. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I don't know what to think about it other than it was... It was something that kind of made me feel hopeful, but at the same time, like, I don't know, just confusing. It was just weird. I, um, and then I started bawling even more after that, so that worked out. <coughs> um, yeah, so he's definitely missed a lot. I miss him a lot and it was really fucking hard for that to to happen. And like I said right now though it's so weird because I feel like I should be crying more and I'm not. And I feel like I should be more devastated by the fact that he's not here, but I'm not. It's like I feel I it's like I know it is the truth, but I don't it doesn't feel real. Is what I that's the part that I just can't wrap my head around, but it just seems to be that way. Um so anyway, yeah so there's that so like I said so the supernatural all that stuff that's why I'm so into it and uh yeah I I mean I'm open also to the fact that maybe I was just having like a freaking episode maybe I was so like in shock that that my that you know I thought I heard something that wasn't really there I don't know but I doubt that highly I, I think that I knew exactly what was going on I don't care Oh, man. So, anyway, on a lighter note... um, So, yeah. So, I have all these memories. All these audio memories of this man telling me all these things. and, And I get to cherish those and keep them. And then, you know, hold on to those and share them with people I care about that would like to listen to these, like, anecdotes. I mean, they're not for the faint of heart, though. Holy shit. There's some stuff that I'm like... I. If any of it ever got out, I'm pretty confident I'm gonna be wanted by the FBI. I'm not even gonna candy coat that shit. It was pretty intense. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Well, this is the thing. Um, but now I just, I just, you know, it's time to move, move forward, and just try to do as best I can. It sucks. I know it's coming for all of us, though. I mean, there's no escape. Nobody gets out of here alive. So we just gotta make do with what we have to work with and and just try to be a better person than we were the day before, you know, just keep, keep evolving in a, in a, in a positive light. Um, so on that note, I hope all of you are doing well, all of my friends and listeners. And, and I really do appreciate you guys tuning into this and, and, and keeping me going because it's, it's definitely a good feeling to be, uh, to be in this, in this place and and to kind of do what I'm doing. So, um, but anyway, I, I just want to take a moment of silence real quick for my uncle, Mike, who, who was a phenomenal human being. And he, he basically just, he really did bring a lot of light to every single person that he met. He was, he was a, he was a truly unique soul. And uh, I, not that everybody is not unique in their own way. I just, I just know that I know from, from firsthand witnessing that this man made a difference in a lot of people's lives. So um, this is for you, Uncle Mike. I'm going to take a moment of silence here for you. And that feels like enough silence. He probably would have smacked me by now. So that's that's too much silence for him. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah. So just just keep on, uh, keep on keeping on. Keep listening because there's going to be new episodes coming soon. New, new, new guests. Uh, new adventures. I'll probably do a few more like this where it's just me talking and rambling. Because uh, this is kind of therapeutic in a sense. Um, also, if you could, go ahead and hit me on the comments section on Facebook. If you're not listening to me, or if you're not following me, you can follow me on Facebook. There's a, the Maynard Files Facebook page. Also, there's the Instagram page for the Maynard Files. Um, when I post these, I will, uh, I will go ahead and, you know, obviously, I, it's open forum. So if any of you that are listening or any of my friends, family, anybody that, that you know, supports this would like to hear something, like drop me, drop me, drop me a note. Say something. Say, say, you know, tell me what you'd like to hear if you, if you want me to cover something. Um, I, I kind of enjoy covering current events or if you guys have some some cool stuff I have no problem having people as guests like you don't have to fit into some kind of a criteria to be my guest You don't have to be in the entertainment biz. You don't have to be an artist You can just be a person that you know Just has great stuff to talk about and I will sit and talk to you for 45 minutes Whatever however long you want to talk. I'm totally okay with that. So hit me up. Shoot me a message drop me a line However, this works drop me a line and then I immediately start thinking of Fleetwood Mac and how much cocaine they did. And then I'm like thinking of that song. It's like, don't you hand me no line. But I'm like, that's exactly what you wanted was them to hand you a line. Christy McVie. Freaking. Sorry. Okay. I went on a tangent. The tangent Bill really Express. Okay. Well, I'm done now. So anyway, uh, thank you all once again for listening to the Maynard Files. This is your host, Josh. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that all of you have a fantastic week. And uh, thanks for letting me vent. Not that you really had a choice, but you did kind of. All right, peace out. Whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it right.